You're listening to the Marketing Analytics Show brought to you by Supermetrics. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Marketing Analytics Show, the podcast that helps you get better at marketing analytics. I'm your host, Anna Shutko, and today we're joined by Leah Pika, who's a data storytelling expert. Leah is the mastermind behind leahpika.com and a creator of the data presentation and storytelling course. She's also the host of the Industry Lauded Present Beyond Measure show podcast. In this episode, we'll talk about Leah's very own conceptualized, visualized, deliver process for data storytelling, what a persuasive storytelling to is and how you can visualize your data in a meaningful way, which core skills you need to develop to present your data confidently, as well as the best resources to learn from when it comes to data storytelling and data visualization. I hope you'll enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today, Le. Oh, I'm so excited to be here, one of your first guests. Awesome. Let's start with the first question. Could you please walk us through your process of data visualization? I saw you have this amazing framework of conceptualize plus visualize plus deliver. So could you please tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So it's actually uh, the scope is pretty far beyond just data visualization um, as well. But for me, it's the entire storytelling process of data during live meetings. That is my specialty. So for me, the whole process of visualizing and telling a data story during a meeting of some kind really starts from there's like a, it's like the big bang it's like a tiny tiny seed of an idea of a business question or a need or a problem that the data is surfacing or a specific goal or objective that a stakeholder has in your organization or a client and from that little seed gives birth to an entire process where you go about, uh, it's actually four phases is my entire process. First in that conceptualized phase, the first step everyone is dying to do is just open their PowerPoint and start dropping in every single number they have into a chart, one after the other, none of them really tied together. And by the end of it, no one's exactly sure what to walk away with. And that's the process I'm trying to interrupt. I'm trying to help that whole outcome go a little differently. So conceptualizing is about taking a step back before anyone dives into any data and really takes a hard look at what are people's needs right now? What do people need to be successful? What would make the customer's life better? What's going to knock down the biggest obstacle that a client or a stakeholder has to achieving a specific goal? What will help them get promoted? Like We want to think about these in terms of helping people succeed, not just getting through the process like I have to get through this meeting and then get back to my real work and not just, well, they asked for this, so I'm going to give them exactly what they asked for. It's really contextualizing your data in terms of what it is that's going to make them a success. So in my process, I give questions that help you probe into conversations with them around that. And you end up arriving at a general idea and a framework and a theme for your whole presentation. And the whole idea is that your entire presentation wraps around one particular theme. Whether it was one area that you want to focus on optimizing, whether it was a particular success or a learning from a test that, you know, you want to take a second shot at. Whatever it is, is that there's one cohesive theme that everything wraps around. After that, there's a brainstorming process of trying to find all of the information that would go into that theme, but only information that supports that theme. Not every number that you have available 
but what is going to specifically feed into that objective? And just from that, once you have this framework of information and it fits into a proper structure that has storytelling narrative arcs to it, which most of us aren't even aware of as a tool, um, it has aspects of overcoming your audience's objections. It has aspects of projecting what might happen if no one takes any action. And then also how to frame your recommendations in a way that is designed to get them actually done. Because let's continue to monitor is not a recommendation that I recommend <laughs> having, and it's very common. And that's just the first piece. And if you want to kind of jump in and ask anything in between these phases, it's a big question that you ask because it's a big process. So that's really conceptualizing. The idea is by that phase you have enough information to actually visualize in a way that you know is going to become a cohesive story that people can follow and be motivated to act upon. The next two phases are all visual. So these are all the best practices that, you know, designers and magazines, photographers, end uh, in presentation like TED Talks, really the big guns. I've tried to distill all of the cutting edge trends, but also the ones that are designed to help the brain understand information into slides so that they don't talk over you as the presenter. That's the goal. You're bringing a wing person, not someone that comes and steals your thunder away. So there's, you know, it's, they're very straightforward, very simple design tools. People think that you have to be a professional artist in order to design beautiful slides and you really don't. I suck at art. So there's that piece. And then moving into the visualizing the data portion, we kind of take the first two processes of conceptualizing and just slide design. And we kind of put it all together in a protocol that I call the PICA protocol. It's a prescription for the whole data storytelling process. And it basically builds on everything that's been learned in the prior two phases but in a way also stands alone because for each data visual you have, you're taking it through a, a process of asking, what is the purpose of this particular visual? What are the insights that should be jumping out right away that you want to communicate? How can you help them jump out? What's the context around those particular insights? How can you continue to dig deeper into the particular question? Do you have everything you need to help them make a decision? And then finally, what are the aesthetic artistic principles that you're using to help things stand out and be very clear and understandable to the audience? So that's the whole part about, you know, developing your storyline and your deck. And then the deliver portion is for any presentation. It's about developing confidence, developing rapport with your audience inside and outside the conference room, how to manage technical logistics, especially in this COVID era of nonstop Zoom meetings, how to navigate really challenging audience questions and learn specific communication tool sets that can help you keep from descending into really like tense arguments and things. And then finally, how to give and elicit feedback in a way that makes everyone feel like they're a part of the process. And it's like a feel good exercise all around. So 
That I think is the whole process. I've never described it in one shot. <laughs> yeah, and you've done a fantastic job. Thank you so much. I th- I love your process. I think it's very clear, and I really really love that data is portrayed in such a meaningful way. And it's like the whole loop. So first you design, then you collect everything, then you structure everything, and after you've presented, you provide feedback also in a very very meaningful way. So yeah, great job there. Um, and my next question would be about the persuasive storytelling techniques Mm -hmm. because you mentioned they're a part of the process could you please tell us what they are and maybe provide a few examples of these techniques yeah sure so the biggest part of storytelling that i think is missed in most corporate presentations is an actual story structure So when people say telling stories, I think they're actually missing like this core component, which is called a narrative arc. So in every single well-told story, whether it's the Shawshank Redemption or Star Wars or Breaking Bad or whatever, Winnie the Pooh, (laughs) all of the most memorable, influential, I want to say, stories have an invisible arc to them that grab you as the audience member and take you through a journey that is an arc shape. So you're starting with an exposition. This is where a movie or show sets the tone for a particular story. What's the setting? Where are they? Who are the main characters? What is their backstory? And, you know, where in their lives are they? Then some kind of conflict begins to arise or something unexpected. And that's called the rising action. So the rising action, when you would translate this to a presentation, is this is something that we found that we didn't expect. We looked at this analysis and you're starting to kind of reveal numbers. Maybe you're also revealing numbers that they did expect, which is a great way to get them comfortable and then twist it around into something they may not expect because that's one of the most powerful storytelling techniques is a surprising twist of events. So you might twist those events as you're starting to elevate the action going up. Like, But when we dug deeper, we actually found something that really surprised us. Our conversion wasn't so great in this area, something like that. And you would show that visual. Then at the climax, you are showing the height of the tension and the, the height of the problem essentially. This is the big issue that we have to take care of, whether it was in your data or someone's complaining about it in a survey or or the client is complaining about it and you're finding the reason why it's happening. This is when you're agitating that problem the most and you want them sitting at the edge of your seat at this point. And at this point, this is also where I like to play with something called loss aversion, where you can really agitate this problem by having them think about what they will lose if they don't take any action. So we as humans would rather lose, we would rather not lose something than gain something we don't have. It's pretty amazing. Not a lot of people know that. You would think it's the other way. So when you're able to put into context or put into tangible numbers what they might leave on the table if they don't take any action on what you're saying, that can really like get people in like a tense state. Well, what do we do? Tell us what to do. That's when you can begin to bring what's called the falling action. That's like the downward slope of the curve. That's when you're saying, but we have a plan. So don't worry. And the plan is X, Y, or Z. We have these recommendations. We want to know what you think about that. We'd also love to know 
if you have suggestions. Um, but that's how you start to bring the tension down. And the tension really starts to flatten out when you're all collaborating on a solution of some kind or nailing down who's going to do these recommendations, what's going to happen and by when. And the idea is that that curve flattens at the end during the resolution phase. So in resolution, you have a plan. Everyone feels good about that. You know, you don't necessarily know the end of the story because you haven't gone out and put the solution into place, but maybe that's for the next round. But as you are resolving, the curve ends a little bit higher than where the curve started because the whole point is that your audience will never be the same after you've shared that information. You've left them in a more knowledgeable, more empowered, more enlightened place that catalyzed some kind of a transformation. And for me, amongst all the different storytelling tools that are available, the narrative arc is simply the most powerful one that gets an audience totally jazzed to take action. All right. Thank you very much. This is very, very fascinating to listen to. And I do agree that when you bring in emotions and this narrative arc certainly does invoke a lot of emotions, I think it's definitely makes your presentation more exciting and more involving. And now, could you please tell us more about the skills marketers should gain if they would like to narrate their data in a more meaningful way, like you've just then described? Well, I can't recommend data presentation skills highly enough. <laughs> and that happens to be what I teach. But, um, you know, the reason why I love teaching what I teach is because it's a very comprehensive toolbox. It's not saying, well, just learn how to create these specific chart types. Just learn how to speak more clearly. It's super comprehensive. That's you're starting to become kind of like a therapist for your audience. You're getting in their heads and you're really translating their needs. You're, you're the bridge between their needs and your data. You're, so you're learning how to become like a Rosetta Stone between them in, in a way. You're learning how to brainstorm content in a way that makes sense. And you're, you're learning these narrative arc tools, how to do slide builds of splitting a story in half and building anticipation towards it. You're learning communication skills like neuro-linguistic processing uh, uh, programming, which is all about, you know, using specific close techniques, reaffirming language that says, hey, isn't that interesting, guys? Or how cool is that? And you're getting them in a positive, affirmative place to, to keep them with you so that they stay on that journey. You're learning about different storytelling frameworks like the hero's journey and understanding the roles that you're playing. You're learning different design qualities like alignment and the rule of thirds, how to use color to emphasize your story instead of as this random thing. And also you're learning how to be sort of like an MC for the meeting, how to start a meeting really strong, how to gauge when you're starting to lose people, how to keep them engaged throughout so that they feel like they're being heard. So it's a really a master toolbox of a lot of different areas that are going to have people feeling like you owned this presentation and that it was designed for them and that you own the whole thing. All right. Awesome. Yeah, it definitely sounds interesting and definitely sounds like a lot to learn for marketers. 
Um, now, could you please tell us more where could marketers go if they would like to learn more about it and maybe even a couple of words about your own courses and projects? Yeah, sure. So the best way to get started if you want to learn the process that I've you know, really mastered for the last 10 years is my brand new online assessment. I'm really excited about this. I've worked on this every day for two months, you know, and it's called um, what's the number one silent killer of your data presentations. And the idea is that over the last two decades in presenting and listening to hundreds of corporate and conference uh, sessions, I've identified four main killers, like silent killers that are that we're falling prey to because we simply haven't been given the skills, the specific skill set that would keep us from falling prey to certain dynamics that are interfering with our success. They're the killers that we don't know are even at play when we are struggling to finish our presentations or we don't even know how to get started when we feel like our slides are a mess or our bosses aren't liking how it's going. When we feel like people look at our charts and they're so confused or they're asking really weird, challenging questions or when we feel like we're going to die of tense nervousness when we're in there because we're like sweating bullets and we forgot what we're going to say. All of these are simply skills gap. And this assessment can help you identify which of those four killers seems to be most at large in your presentations. And it points you to the solution that seems most appropriate for helping to overcome that killer, to gain that, to, to fill that skills gap, but also round out with all of the skills that we talked about today. So the best way to find and start that assessment would be leopika.com slash killer quiz. Pretty easy to remember. And that will get you started. And I can't wait to see how the quiz assessments land for you. All right. And we're done for today. So thank you for joining me today, Leah. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. I got to talk about my stuff in a little bit of different way today. And that's the end of today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Before you go, make sure to hit the subscribe button and leave us a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. If you'd like to kickstart your marketing analytics, check out the 14-day free trial at supermetrics.com. See you in the next episode of the Marketing Analytics Show.